What time is it? What time is it's it? Two is it? It's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. Welcome, 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 guys, to the Two Awkward Millennials podcast. I'm Gemma, my partner and argumentative banter, Hendrix. What's going on, good people? And I am KC, and the place to be in that place is the 2 a.m. podcast each and every Monday, bringing you our awkward take on pop culture, life, love, and the millennial experience. What it do, y'all? Summertime. Well, at least it feels like summertime. It does feel like summertime. Weather is finally starting to break, even in Michigan. So, you know, it's like, uh, shit is cool. It's cool. Yeah, y'all niggas have lost your fucking minds already. Like, I don't know what, I really, really don't know what the fuck is wrong with y'all, but, yeah, man, weather break, niggas, you know, niggas gonna dig and shit like that, but, uh, you know, y'all just be safe out there. Always, summer is like that every year, everywhere, everything is up, crime, crime rate, all kind of shit, probably birth rate. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, it's summer, so this is what you motherfuckers Want it all year long, waiting for the weather to break, ready for the sundress season, ready to be harassed, do ratchet shit with your friends, like all of that shit. It's definitely that season. Um, I hope you guys are all enjoying, or will enjoy, depending on when you listen to this, your Memorial Day. Enjoy your extra day off, you know what I'm saying? That's really the best part about it, <laughs> about That's Memorial true. Day is having an extra day off. I know I'm happy that I don't have to get up early as fuck on Monday, so I'm going to enjoy my day off, whether I do anything or not. So it's always a good day when you have a shortened, uh, good time when you have a shortened work week. So definitely happy about that, I will say. But um, I hope everything is going well with everyone. I hope you are out there living your very best fucking life. I hope you're trapping out the bando, dancing and emphasizing and doing everything that makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? That's what's important. Everything in moderation, though. Well, okay. I mean, if it makes you happy... Maybe excess makes you happy. Mm, true. All right, I'll give you that. I don't know. But whatever the case may be, enjoy it while you're here and, uh, you know, whatever. Thug it out. It's all yeah. good. One thing I will say, don't, don't, don't sell it short. Don't sell yourself short. Look, play our shit at the barbecue. Annoy somebody. Please, yes. Go right ahead and <laughs> like, get on everybody's support, fucking just nerves. Just support us. Bring the Bluetooth speaker out. Yes. Bring out whatever app you are, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I should. Whatever medium you choose to listen to us on, bring that shit out and um, let everybody know what it is and, you know what I'm saying, what's going on. But yeah, uh, Hendrix, what's going on with you? How's life? How you doing? What's up? It's been a long weekend. <laughs> it's long? It's been a long weekend. Um, yeah, man. Like I said, niggas gonna nig and uh, try not to do that. Like try really try not to do that. Um, I don't. Know, I feel like I. I don't know. You ever had those moments and shit like when you look at what a lot of your um, peers are doing and shit, and you just kind of look at them kind of sideways. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I'm behind most of my peers, so no. 
was like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what's 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 going on? You know what I'm saying? I think um, if this weekend has proved anything to me, it's that um, in 2019, we have a lack of foresight as a community. Like, a lot of us don't think before we actually do things. And then the hindsight of our actions, you know, we feel a certain type of way, but we cause that. Shit, that's applicable to a lot of shit. So like that, we cause that. Like if you you doing fuck shit, fuck shit gonna happen. Like that's just a part of life. But uh, personally, my weekend, um, I don't know. I don't know. I I just really kind of been in this weird headspace where, um, yeah, I don't like bullshit. Like I really don't like bullshit. So whether that be workplace bullshit, uh, at home bullshit, relationship bullshit, dating bullshit, monetary bullshit, yeah, I'm I'm really off of bullshit right now. Well, I don't think anybody actually enjoys bullshit in their lives. No, I think a lot of people actually do. A lot of people actually strive off of bullshit. And that's what I'm seeing. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? I've just been sitting back and observing like how a lot of people move and shit. And it's like, okay, cool. That's ironic. It's like, okay, all right, cool. Like that's that's what's up. But um, yeah, everything's cool. I'm healthy. Um, yeah, that's that's the most important thing. With a lot of shit that's been going on lately, like just being like healthy is outstanding to me. That's good. What's been going on with you as Um, far as your personal shit? I'm good. I'm uh, blessed. Um, Just chilling. Staying out the way. Uh, Minding my business. Uh, That's it. I don't do shit. Work. Stay in my own lane. Just been trying to chill. I actually trying to think what I've actually really been up to. Um... I hung out, unfortunately, on a fucking, what day was that? On a Tuesday. Like, I just didn't get any sleep last week, so I've been exhausted. It was like two weeks, two days last week where I was up late. Um, Sunday night going into Monday, I got three hours of sleep. And then Tuesday going into Wednesday, only got three hours of sleep. So... Definitely just a lack of sleep, really. Um, but that's pretty much it. You trying to be like me or something? Like, what's going on? Working shit. Um, I'm slightly hungover right now. I didn't take any medicine last night like I usually do. And so I feel like crap. But there is light on the other side of the tunnel. I'm currently um, dog-sitting for my best friend and her husband while they're on vacation. And their dog is, like, the best dog ever. And so she's been um, keeping me uh, afloat. Like, she has really good energy. I'm a lazy energy. But it's, like, a really good, like, vibe around her. Like, she makes me happy. <laughs> no, I was about to say, she knocked out right but now. I love, like, I love <laughs> animals, though. Like, and she's definitely, like, one of those kind of pets. So really enjoy her being around. But, yeah, uh, went out last weekend. Well, this weekend, I guess. Did I go out? Damn. What did I do Friday? Damn, I don't remember. <laughs> did I leave the house? I don't think I did. Actually, no, I didn't do nothing on Friday. Yesterday, I went to a day party and I went out at night. 
So it was just a lot of drinking throughout the day. Um, it's so funny, like, now that I'm off weekends, because this is legitimately, like, my first summer mm-hmm. um, having weekends and evenings off. So it's just, like, the, 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 the debauchery <laughs> in the city. And just, like, it's just funny. Like, I see why people say, Detroit is small or well actually I, th- I don't even think it's just Detroit I think like your city yeah. is small um because that's just the reality like literally like especially if you out you know what I'm saying you want part type of person that like do shit you realize just how small the city is and that's kind of how it was like, we went out we walked around we went out for the fallout after and um, it was just like everybody named mama was out there but it was cool, good uh, good vibes, uh, nothing too crazy. So we had fun. I said I'm still drunk, uh, <laughs> trying to recover really, and um, that's pretty much it. Excited to eat good tomorrow, and that's really all it is. I can't ask for anything else. I'm just uh, I just show up. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's all really it is about. I'm trying to think. Uh, movies, music. Oh, uh, as far as TV. She's got to have it. Uh, just dropped, I think May twenty fourth. Dropped May twenty fourth. Um, it's been like a year and a half, two years since that came out. It was it's yeah, been close a to that. while, yeah. And um, so they finally dropped season two. I haven't finished it yet, but I did start it. I did watch complete Dead to Me. Um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, both of these things are on Netflix. Um, it's a couple other things that people have been telling me to watch and like check out. I want to see Aladdin. I might go see it tomorrow or uh, Tuesday after work or some shit because I just kind of um, forgot about it. Because <laughs> I was no, supposed like, to go. Movies have been like that for the last couple weeks. Maybe I was supposed to go. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna go this weekend. I got the long, I got a four day weekend. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. And it's like here it is Sunday. <laughs> it's just like time escaped me. I really could have went Friday. I'm. I don't honestly think I left the house Friday. Or no, all I did was like go grocery shopping. It was like a real adult uh, thing. So, um, but yeah, shit. I'm just chilling. I'm trying to think. Uh, music, music, music. Still listen to the same R and B shit. That's all I really listen to. I li- like honestly. I'm literally staying out the way and y'all will probably feel it because <laughs> the passion and the anger that I usually give y'all I don't I just don't have for much of anything I mean but anymore. I think that's part of maturing like you prioritize what you actually it's just i guess it's just no point of like i can't care more than anybody else and it's just like i guess it's like us wasting care and i just like i just gotta honestly and realistically mind the business that pays me i'm just all about me and like making money and staying away from anything that doesn't bring me joy and everything toxic and funny acting and weird in my life I'm ridding myself of because I don't like the energy around me so I'm fixing it and it's just like it feels it feels good to just be 
like in a in a good space or feel like you're trying to create a, a good safe space for yourself. So yeah. that's what I'm on right now. Um, I had a very I had so much bullshit take place from uh shit from Sunday to fucking Friday this week where it was just like a lot of eye-open experiences, a lot of weird experiences that happen, and I'm just, like, I guess moving through them, I guess. So. Yeah, you got your third eye open. It's interesting, you know what I'm saying? You really see people when you look, you know what I'm saying? So that's just what I'm on. But um, what, um, you catch up on any new music, TV, movies, anything? Um, I listen to YG's album. Oh, yeah, I did drop. I didn't listen um, to it, but I saw it. It's one of his better albums, and that's saying a lot because his first album is actually considered a classic. Is it? Yes. I'm not really. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't really know nothing out for, uh, about YG outside of his singles. I'm not. That's not. I'm not an avid fan that seek out his music. Yeah, YG's album was pretty good. Um, as far as TV, um, I'm I'm watching Lucifer. Uh, I think I'm like in the middle of season three. Um. And that's kind of like been one of my biggest things. Like they they drop a lot of subtle gems in there, even though you know it's a TV show about you know the devil on earth. It's like a lot of like life lessons that can be learned in that show. So that's been uh, that's been what I'm really really watching. Um, I really I'm interested in watching a movie on Netflix, um, Rim of the World. It's light. Stranger Things, but they make a lot of different references um, to different movies. They have like the Jurassic Park scene and shit like that. So that looked like it's something that's interesting. As far as movies, I think Aladdin might be a um, bootleg session. Um, I don't know. I'm not really interested. I don't. It's not a lot of interest that I have in like live action movies. Like everything doesn't have to be live action. Like they could have redid it like in animated version. Cool, but I don't need to see people in real life. Um I still haven't seen John Wick. I'm probably gonna do that uh tomorrow. I'm just saying that either. Uh-huh. Somebody invited me and I was just kinda like I don't know. Like it wasn't on my radar. Cause I'm a type of person if I don't go on Thursday, I might not see it. Yeah. Like I have to like buy my ticket and go like detective pikachu was something i want to i mean i go i do everything by myself anyway um so it's like detective pikachu was like something i really wanted to see so i just fucking went even though like everything was against me going to see it i kept first first day i bought a ticket i slept through it i took a nap that turned into sleep i slept right through the movie second day i was went to had a ticket and i uh was in a nail shop and it just took too long so I had to cancel that but I eventually went I think that same day so it was just like if I, I go right and that was one of the few movies that I actually caught and went to go see and it wasn't like on Thursday even though it was supposed to be but right. a bitch was knocked <laughs> the fuck out oh um went to the uh Joe Button podcast live show when they were here yeah. in Detroit um really good uh, live show I really enjoyed it It was um, It was a good time It was funny Luckily Like I got there 
And because, um, like I said, y'all know I go to everything by myself. And then I got there, and um, I ironically was next to this uh, guy, real cool, hipster-ish, like uh, white, white guy, guy that uh, was sitting next to me. And he was by himself, too. So we just kind of, like, vibed out and laughed together the whole time. So that felt good. It's good when you meet people with good energy and, like, people that's on the same shit as you because it's easy to feel alone in this life. And I feel like that was an experience that I really enjoyed and appreciated. Um, so it was good to like have that bond with somebody like even temporarily. We did this like, exchange like social media handles and stuff. And he was super cool or whatever. And I think he was also a content creator. And so um, we had a lot of fun. Like it was, and it was a good it was a good show, um, entertaining throughout. And uh, it I think was really that, humbling. Was it? Yeah, to know that these are that they're the pinnacle of what we do mm-hmm. and they still have no idea what the fuck they're doing mm-hmm. and you know just hearing that out of their own mouths you know them being humble like authentically they're still trying humble. to figure it out yeah cause another big show that I used to listen to was a read and they're extremely arrogant and they fell off a lot did they? yeah I haven't listened in years but that was actually ironically the first podcast I ever listened to and um, cause I see people talking about it all the time, and that's like before I really even know what the fuck podcast was. All right. And I hear people talking about it all the time, like oh three 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 three. Now really, and I finally checked it out, and I was just like, oh, it's cool. Like cause I started from the beginning, cause I'm one of those people. Mm. <laughs> I literally backlogged, and this is like literally like two or three years in, and I uh, literally backlogged all the way, and listened to every episode up until what was current at the time, and um. Uh, yeah, trust me. It's You're like you saw one. the build of the arrogance and the just thing. I, mean, I don't know if they were ever personable people to begin with, but <laughs> it seemed like it got worse as they got more successful. So it was just like, ugh. I just, after a while, I couldn't listen to it no more. Look, man. But I still credit them because that's kind of why I started, why I had a desire and a passion to even start podcasting because it was just like, I don't agree with shit y'all say. Like, it's entertaining. It was just like y'all opinions and views of shit is so fucking skewed and one sided. Like I hate that y'all giving people advice with these horrible ass ideologies about shit. <laughs> like wow, like I like that's terrible fucking advice. Like that's <laughs> literally how I'd be listening to shit and it's just like, um, that's what made me like you know what? Damn, maybe I do have a uncommon perspective and or unpopular opinion about a lot of shit, and that's what made me want to. You know what I'm saying? Become a content creator and a podcaster and shit like that. Just knowing that I had something else to offer. Yeah. We're awkward in our own little way. Um, Speaking of backlogs, I've actually started listening to our podcast again from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And boy, when I tell you, we had no fucking idea what we were doing. We definitely did. <laughs> we had no, no, no idea. we had no idea. <laughs> no idea, no direction. We we just talk. So looking at our maturation, um, it's very humbling. Um, if you've been listening from the beginning or even towards the beginning, I appreciate you. Cause no, I de- like honestly, seriously, and still. I still appreciate like when people like fuck with us, like figuring out that it's literally like people that genuinely listen to us every week and people that like 
generally seek out our stuff and like, like oh like yeah like Casey or Hendrix and talk to us or anything like that like that shit is still mind boggling and an extremely like overwhelming in the best way experience like oh wow like it's people out here that really fuck with us and fuck with the show and that's always like super dope so uh-huh. like we definitely appreciate anybody that really listens and check us out in our following and uh, you know so like that and listeners so it's dope yeah I think that was kind of the whole point of this was to yeah, just let that unpopular opinion be known. Like, yeah, it's a like, lot of honest, a lot of people like us out there. Representation and everything is so important. And if it's just one person just like, oh, like somebody fucking gets it. You know what I'm saying? Listening to us, then you know what I'm saying, I feel, you know, satisfied and it, I know it's worth it. But it's like if it's several people, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter. If it's several people, it's like, oh my God, like they somebody fucking gets it and they listen to it and they expect, you know, like love enjoy the show and relate to us and relate to our opinions, then fuck yeah. Like that's exactly what we do it for. I don't care if it's one person or a hundred people, I appreciate all of it. Regardless. Alright, so Let's get into the shits, and we got some shits. Uh, pick a number between one and four for me, ma'am. Four. Four. All right. So we had a little bit of a dust up this week between um some fans and a legend, Miss uh, Dion Warwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stated in an interview to Essence magazine that um. Uh, I guess I'll read the quote. Um, she said, I have an admiration for Beyonce. Watching her grow has been quite refreshing. It's wonderful to see how she's been able to create what and who she wanted to be and who she is. She also stated, now sustaining, um, she stated that uh, she has not reached icon status quite yet. Now sustaining and becoming an icon like the Gladys Knight or Patti LaBelle or Johnny Mathis or... Frank Sinatra or Sammy Sammy Davis Jr., I doubt that. I really do. I love her to death and can appreciate her talent. doubt that. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I love her to death and can appreciate her talent, but that iconic status that I just mentioned before, those names, it's a long road ahead. Well, some of the people I never heard of. Yeah. And therein lies, in my opinion, her mistake. Now, all the people that she named are iconic and legendary, but they're also iconic and legendary for their time. Uh, I guess Patti LaBelle, notwithstanding, she's still iconic and legendary today. And I guess Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The Beehive had a field day, and I don't understand. Like, this is a very much older lady that... um, doesn't quite understand how the internet works really. but honestly it's not <laughs> even that it's just like what i realized the same reason why old people should get their driver's test redone because they shouldn't be allowed to drive they should also just shut the fuck up like shit girls just shut up look like you ain't learned yet like you don't know nothing <laughs> and i'm not even honestly like beehive aside what you said was stupid like to say that you don't think that she will ever get there. It's ridiculous. Like, you just sound, like, legitimately, because it's like, you're not no kind. So you just sound like a hater. Uh, Honestly. What Chris Brown say? I quote a, 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 
I stand a king that once said, how you gonna hate from outside of the club? You can't even get in. And you are hating from outside of the club, sis. Uh, that's, that's shaky. Like some people look at Dionne Warwick like she's a legend. I actually don't give a fuck. What's one of her songs? <laughs> quick, 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 quick. I just said some people, quick, quick, not quick. me. All right then. Mm-hmm. That's Whitney Houston's God mama that's I actually all don't I give a that's fuck all I, I still don't care yeah. And Whitney Houston was a Brandy's fairy godmother We don't give a fuck <laughs> It don't matter Yeah so, I mean I think it is, it is silly Because she has the She doesn't understand what That means today like Beyonce is a legend today. Like that's what I'm saying. Like honestly, like you don't you 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 talking out the side of your neck. Like sure, Frank Sinatra has lasted fifty years. I feel like the fucking but that's the thing though. If Beyonce did, like if I mean, God forbid something happened to her today, people would be talking about that for generations and like talking about her career and her reign for generations and generations and generations forever you know what i'm saying like yeah. shit the life expectancy of them motherfuckers you name wasn't even that fucking long for you to be talking about how long she got to have in her career like what if she been a fucking artist since i was a motherfucking child she literally 20 something years yeah she's 20 years in the game so it's just like yeah because i'm like what that fucking first album came out i was probably like set six or seven and i'm fucking 29 years old you know what i'm saying so it's just like at the end of the day it's just kind of like sis what are you talking about like no like what like you can look i don't know if she just don't have a computer i imagine her somewhere with a black and white tv and no internet or whatever where she can't take a simple google search and see that like that bitch is everywhere it's the top of the top of the top people that would be in awe of her i forgot what i was watching and they were just like the whole fucking oh i was watching a lizzo interview and she was saying like, oh, you know, I was at the, you know, uh, Latter Words or whatever when they was honoring Beyonce and Jason. And it's like everyone was just literally like, it's like it's a, uh, a gasp of or like a, anytime she's in the room, it doesn't seem like everyone's holding their breath. Like she's just like this, this energy, you know what I'm saying yeah, or whatever the case. She definitely has an aura about. Yeah, her. it's an aura about her, and it's just like it's a respect, and then like she carries a room, and she's like it doesn't matter who's in there, all the attention goes to her. And it's just like she's a fucking legend like when you can and 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 this is coming from and i probably sound like a beehive member first of all i have a life but i might sound like a beehive member or whatever but i'm not even a huge beyonce fan like i enjoy her music but i i'm not gonna argue with nobody i'm not well this is just bitches just stupid and it's my job but it's just like I'm not gonna argue with nobody about it. I'm not gonna sit there and, and be, you know, what I'm saying somebody's shit. Like all of that stuff is childish, immature, and ridiculous. Grown ups, but it's just kind of just like, um, what? <laughs> like at the end of the day, you can still like you don't even have to be a fan to acknowledge her talent and her brand. At the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. This is a different time altogether. Y'all wasn't making the money they make it now. And y'all was not branded in the way that they are now. Like, these people are whole brands. Like, imagine being a brand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could put Beyonce's brand, like, her her name next to these top brands. Like, that's how the notoriety she has. No. You know what I'm saying? You can go to any damn near any major country, but Beyonce, but like, oh Beyonce, 
You know what I'm saying? The same way you could say Nike, they're gonna be Beyonce. So it was just like, I don't know. That's a that's a nasty hill to die on, D. <laughs> but whatever. Well, she's close. So. Um, wow. Okay. I just had to add that. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. Nice. It's true. But if that's the that's literally the hill she's choosing to die on, then it's um, gonna be a wild path. All right, one through three. Two. All right. Speaking of wild hills to die on, country music fans this week have been in a complete and complete ignorant and racist uproar. So they've been themselves. Yes. So if you haven't heard, Little Nas X, the Old Town Road um, artist. Yeah, we're gonna say artist because it's not a rapper. I don't know if he's singing a rap. I don't know what the fuck going on in the <laughs> damn song. So he inked a deal with Wrangler jeans. Wrangler on my booty. Yeah. So the actual jeans that um he has, I think they retail for like one eighty. But country music fans were in a were used to sell Wranglers at Walmart. They do, but that's the thing. A lot of people are, oh, you guys are, you're doing, I'm never buying a pair oh, of Wranglers so they again. Do, they, they doing the uh, the champion rollout? Where <laughs> 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 we just going to take our shit out of the cheap stores and then jack the price up and make it designer again? Like, I don't know. What the fuck happened? No, it's just one pair. It's just one pair of jeans. He has his own pair of jeans. The rest of the Wranglers will still be at Walmart. So they're going to have that one one pair of jeans at Macy's? Yes. It's specifically for Little Nas X. It's his sponsorship. And everybody um, that wears Wranglers are throwing their Wranglers in the trash. You already bought them, dumbass. I just don't. Why are y'all dumb? Boycotting Wrangler. You already (laughs) bought it. They already have your money. And you not now you're wasting money. You're essentially setting your fifteen, twenty five dollars, however much that shit costs on fire. So now your dumbass gonna be looking for clothes and um I don't know what to say. Yeah. One fan wrote that yeah, but Wrangler has for hundreds of years been a cowboy country gold type of jean. Why would why would you try to make it about rap music just because the rap music is trying to turn country? This is the country has been trying to turn rap. So for, you know what? <laughs> this is a huge step down for Wrangler. What? I don't know what's closer to the ground. Like I don't think you can step down from the ground. But all right, cool. All right, that shit. What? That shit is sold in Kmart, and Kmart not even sold in Kmart. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. So. Oh, like, man, you're right though. Why people do you find a nasty ass hills to die on? Because what? Like that? It literally just concern they shelves with shit that don't matter. Like what the fuck do that man got to do with or however little boy whatever the fuck? Look, you I gotta do with y'all. I appreciate it. I love when shit like this happens. I'm gonna touch my corner. Because. <laughs> I love when shit like this happens because it just points out people and their natural habitats with their natural thought patterns. It's lovely, actually, when you think about it. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. So you. Okay. I know what you about. Like, it's a pair of jeans. Come on. 
But that's the honestly, like look, like, like a young honestly, man is getting money no, P- for a pair PSA, of PSA, motherfucking PSA. Seriously, no, but no. Listen, everybody, come on, bring it in, <laughs> bring it in. No, seriously, listen, bring it in. Your daddy bust a whole nut. Came to your mama. She carried you for nine months. <laughs> she read to you in the womb. You listen to music. You, she birthed you via her vaginal canal or a cesarean section. Nurtured you, encouraged you, you know, made sure you got a good education, all of this stuff, and all the things in the world, you grew up to be a dumbass. Like, she, she instilled a whole bunch of stuff in you, and you decided to be stupid. Like, I just don't understand, like, what? Of all the things you grew up in, was like, you know what I'm going to be? Stupid. I'm going to concern myself with other people's business. I'm going to be mad and irate about shit that has nothing to do with me. That is the tagline for this week's episode. I don't. (laughs) Your mother raised you. (laughs) I just don't understand, like, why that's a thing. You could have been anything. You could have been anything. That's even better. Thank you. You could have been the president. Well, <laughs> yep, right, exactly. You could have been anything, <laughs> and you chose to be racist and judgmental and just flat out fucking dumb. <sighs> You're on our race, my case. Yeah. Mm. All right. So we're just gonna keep continue on that path. All right. Speaking of dumb. Racist, ill-informed people. Mr. Radburn. The teacher from Arthur. Um, Arthur is still a thing. Still putting out new content. One of my college roommates was obsessed with Arthur. She literally still, at 20, you know, 19, 18 years old, came home every day from class and sat in her room and watched Arthur. (laughs) All right. So, Arthur came out with a episode where... Mr. Ratburn was marrying another man. His boy, his husband. So, apparently, Alabama said, no, no, no. Not on my watch. (laughs) So, according to AL.com, Mr. Ratburn, in regards to Mr. Ratburn and the special someone, um, they said, parents have trusted... Alabama Public Television for more than 50 years to provide children's programs that entertain, educate, and inspire. More importantly, although we strongly encourage parents to watch television with their children and talk about what they have learned afterwards, parents trust us to not spread questionable viewpoints on their children. So instead, you chose to spread hate. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a wild exchange. Now look. It is the year of our Lord, 2019, and um, newsflash, Alabama, gay people are everywhere. Literally already in your state, stupid, stupid, stupidy. There's no gay agenda. There is Man, I'm so tired of that narrative. Nothing is going on. It's called inclusion. Oh my God, they want us all to be gay. It's called inclusion. I've been around a lot of gay shit, and I still love men. And vice versa. 
I was raised around hella gay people. I'm fine. No, like seriously. <laughs> but but that's the thing though. When people have these stupid ass arguments about stuff, they never send it the opposite way. You know how when like the whole Aisha Curry thing happened and all the men were like, Well Steph did then 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 Niggas never do that shit in any other situation. <laughs> like no, people do silly shit when they're back. They feel like they're back. But it's just like that shit's stupid. But I'm saying like nobody ever does it the other way around when it's logical. Like it's just like, oh, watch this. Our kids are gonna be gay. It's like, or you know, gay parents make gay kids. It's just like, no. but those straight yo, your straight ass, <laughs> you l- glorious male being specimen made this gay ass son. <laughs> so what now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what now? Look, man, it's it's about inclusion, man. We face the same thing yeah, as a black community where <laughs> there was no black shit. Now it's hella black shit. Like, it's just a process. Like, that's just how life works. It's a process. It's their turn. Let them have their shine. Leave them the fuck alone. Lord. Representation is so important for everybody. In the same way that I was saying, like about the podcast, yeah. it's kind of like that with everything. Like, it's like it's you. It's we speak us particularly about mental health a de- a very reasonable amount. And right now in this country, it's a buzzword, and so we can't say that we value mental health in any capacity if we fail to acknowledge and understand the importance of representation. Because when you think of someone else agreeing with you or understanding you or thinking like you and and just, you know what I'm saying, like relating to you and being relatable, it brings normalcy to your life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's in you like in that moment you can see that I'm not alone. And I think at least in my opinion that that is a lot of the relevance and importance of representation. And that's you know what I'm saying and that makes a huge difference. So we can't I just feel like you can't say you value mental health in that vein and then say, tell me that you don't understand the importance of representation for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all different. We're all multifaceted. We all can be all of these things. And just to realize that you don't have to feel like, damn, like, fuck is wrong with me. Because that's does a number on your mental health. Exactly. But When you you're know, not understood, what the fuck do I know? it makes you act out because you feel like nobody gives a fuck about you. So, yeah, when you see these little fucking white terrorists and shit that are shooting up schools and shit, like, all that could have possibly been avoided but, exa- with inclusion. That's where the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Inclusion, acknowledgement. Yeah. So. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm bringing this up because I'm really <laughs> anticipating the fucking third season. But, like, this is shit in 13 Reasons Why where it's just like, that was a, man, I'm going to get dragged for this. That was a uh, uh, one of those, I guess, in the same way that they did you, where like the same. I mean, the 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 main storyline in the in the season two of Thirteen Reasons Why was just like that made me. I don't know about anybody else, question so many things 
Because we are extremely reactive as a people and not proactive. And so it's just like, and a lot of times, whew, I'm trying to word this correctly. A lot of times it ends up as like a react reactive. So it was like in that scene, if anybody's seen 13 Reasons Why, where it's just like, this motherfucker was going through it, getting tortured, sodomized, all kind of shit. And it's just like, when a nigga pulled up at the school, nigga, I don't know how mad I could be. Yeah. Shit. <coughs> yeah. And but we're as a we are as a, we as a company a country are are we reactive? We as a people are reactive. So it's like now it's like, oh no, this criminal and all these weapons, and it's just like them what about them niggas? Shit, fuck it. Actually, fuck that. Fuck 13 reading why they go back to the shit we saw about last week. Re being reactive. Yeah. You thinking about the outcome instead of what caused it. It's cause and effect. Yeah. It's a cause. We need to start there. We're you know what I'm saying? We're being yeah, man, like proactive. I, like I said in the beginning of the episode, man, foresight is inc- incredibly necessary in life. It's just so you. I feel like you would accomplish so much more being proactive or reactive. And I think that even with this whole people with a gay agenda, and I was like, that's like maybe. Uh, actually, you know what? I was like, we were, we were proactive and had these conversations more often and made some more normalcy out of it. It wouldn't be such a trigger for people, but I don't even know if people are even open to that. So I have little faith in mankind. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, so, but I mean, ultimately, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that it should matter. But people are so fearful of things they don't understand, homosexuality being one of them, that it's just like, I don't know what kind of preparation, education, or. But that's the whole thing. It was preparation and education. They're kids. This is something that they like. No, I agree. And and it's like, I never never really got into Arthur, Arthur. But some people was like, oh, like, oh, okay. Like, no one's, like, all the people that, like, or kids that grew up on the show, but like, no one's surprised because nigga been sweet. Like, that nigga had like one ear, two earrings in and shit, like little hoops and shit, like back in the day. Like it's okay, it's alright. It's just kind of. <laughs> first of all, that doesn't make you gay. No, it, look, he was he was really. Um, I mean, there. no, but that's fine. I mean, that's fine. Like I grew up with people fucking middle school or fucking when I was a kid. My fucking brother bro, was just like, okay, we all know, we just trying to figure out when. Right. Everyone else will. Not shocking at all. So it was just like. You gotta like come on now. It was the same thing when people was mad about you know Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade and how they were you know what I'm saying feel like they were encouraging or something it's just like or supporting him. Yeah, you kind of encourage and support. Like your I just want I just I I just, actually I am scared on everything I love and I literally need to add this to my prayers, but I am literally scared for any queer child of any kind to be born into a homophobic family because especially men they'll be having every shit even the fucking little ignorant ass rapper girl said that shit like you want to beat the gay out of your son 
and men feel like more than anything you know men definitely feel like that a lot of times the homophobic ones obviously and it's just like that i'm fearful for that child because you feel like you're gonna be trying to do something to fix him and it's nothing fucking to fix that's like a legitimate fear that i have for children growing up in environments like that that's fucking scary yeah you're just essentially making it worse yeah, because, every way yeah. You because now you're worse. adding. First, it's already a tr- it's already trauma that goes along with that, and now you're adding even more trauma to a situation. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's all it's all bad. Mm. All right. Lastly, in six that world. Speaking of traumatic situations, oh, um, this, is, this keeps getting darker. Yeah. So. Harvey Weinstein has reached a tentative deal in the neighborhood of $44 million to settle his sexual misconduct lawsuits. Um, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that $30 million of the settlement is slated to go to the plaintiffs, including his accusers, former Weinstein Company employees, and creditors that were issued loans that issued loans to uh, the studio. Weinstein Company uh, before going bankrupt in 2018. The remaining $14 million is um, for his legal fees. And also, they want to know that this in no way, shape, or form affects his criminal mm-hmm. suit that is coming up. So, um, yeah. He's going to trial June 3rd. So... <laughs> I'm sorry. He's going to trial June 3rd, and uh, yeah, so before, when everybody saw the number, oh my god, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, look, you comparing apples to oranges, let one be one and two be two, let everything play out, alright, he settled for some out of the court shit, and now he's going to face the actual court shit, it's okay, give it some time, just give it some time. Chill out. Doesn't mean he's exonerated. That's not what that means. Man, motherfuckers just be reaching. They're just so fucking irritating. <laughs> if you can just mind your... Never mind. Fucking business. Casey said if you can just mind your fucking business, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's um, a six-tie work for this week. Um, As you guys can see, the world is very, very sick. And very, very sad. So, man, that was kind of heavy. We need some music or something like that. For the <laughs> they can see the show. We need some music. Um, Yeah, that was fucking ridiculous. What? That's exciting. Um, yeah, so if you guys have any comments on... um. Any stories of six at world, be sure to email us at as two AM podcast yeah, at gmail.com. Gmail. <laughs> Once again, that is as two AM podcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. The number two. <laughs> now it's time for mine the millennial. Uh do you have a question for me, Casey? Uh yeah, I do. Okay. Um, my question for you this week is something I saw on social media. Oh, dear. God. And I debated on making this a show topic. And maybe one day we will in the future. I'm trying to think we talked about this already. Man. Um, I'm sorry. All right. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> the question I have for you is, uh, do you think that <laughs> um, light-skinned people experience colorism? I saw that. Um, yes, I've seen it. I've participated in it, but there is on the minor scale of colorism. They definitely do. Um, you know, I call people beige and uh, shit like that all the time. Like even as a young kid, like oh yeah. Pale. But is that really colorism though? I mean, they're they are. I feel like they are. Um, like I said, they're not judged at the rate of some of the darker skinned people. But yeah, I think colorism is definitely a part of their lives. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It's tough. I feel... It's tough. I am going to voice my opinion on this. But I will say... And um, actually, any light-skinned person that feels like they want to chime in or me or Hendrix comments, feel free to hit us up on social media at our 2 Aqua Millennials uh, handle, our 2 a.m. podcast handle, and uh, or just hit us in an email... That's two in pockets at gmail dot com. If you want to chime in on your experience with colorism and being light skinned, um, I will say as someone that experienced or falls into so many variety of isms. Right. Being a woman, you have sexism. Being black, you have racism. Being, you know, well, not so much anymore, but I was overweight. That's another sizeism is a thing. Um, and also I am extremely dark skinned, colorism. Yeah. Being a person that is a part of a lot of um isms or have been in the in the past. I mean, it's hard for me to comment because I, I understand that I'm sure it's an outside looking in thing like it would be for a lot of things. But I was talking about these things by saying that in my mind, in my opinion, and someone can kill me for this, but I quite frankly still, you can fill in the blank, don't care. I actually don't care. Um, But I just think that to say... Mm, that shaming the privileged is equal to colorism or like it's equal to like someone actually harassing or shaming the lesser. I just don't think it's the same because that would literally be the same as like reverse racism. That's not a thing. Okay. I can understand that. So it's just like, cause I feel, I've always felt that way. And like when people be like, oh, well, y'all, I, I would be, you know, so people would say something to me. Like people always call me skinny, but people will talk about me if, you know what I'm saying, I said something and call them fat. And it's just like, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because people could call you skinny, but that's still the ideal. Right. So you're like, oh, you're so little. But it's like literally, or the bitch, everybody wants to be little. The whole world is on a diet. Everybody is trying to be you. I just don't think that the privileged, 
like shaming the privileged is the same thing. That's a fair point because um, when you think about it, like there's no like word that you can say to a white person that equivalent that's the equivalent to a white person saying nigga to you. That's what I'm saying. It's just like it's just like you're. It's nothing. Yeah. Like you mean like oh. I'm sorry. I can call you. I mean, you can say cracker all day long, but it's not going to be the same as you being like these fucking niggers. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you, you cannot, like, it's just like you cannot equate shaming the privileged to the systematic oppression on multiple levels that goes on in all of these things. Fucking doctors discriminate against the obese people. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter what the fuck is wrong with you. Everything is going to be because of your weight. It don't matter what the fuck it is. We have issues at an alarming rate. Because no matter what the fuck is wrong with you, you can go in there and say, you got shot five times. And like, well, it's because you're fat. Like, literally, it don't fucking matter. Everything will be attributed because you're overweight. Like, it don't matter. They just don't pay attention to your our health concerns. And it's just like, literally, like, that's a thing. That's what I'm saying. Systematically, right. it's a thing. This, you know what I'm saying? And colorism is an issue in every country, multiple cultures. That's not an American problem. No. Every fucking, damn near every fucking culture of people embraces lighter tone people. It's fucking, fucking, it's Asian fucking countries that want you to be pasty, fucking pale, white, like a fucking white crayon. And that is beautiful. Like the fucking geishas and shit. Yeah. That's what's fucking beautiful for over there. So you're like, oh, like you can't fucking tell me that you didn't grow. Like, and I and I and I hear that narrative too. You, first of all, let me finish my statement. You can't tell me you didn't grow up with any privilege, or that you grew up in a so tough world. And I hate I hate the narrative of I was too black for the white people. And too white for the black people. Light skinned people and mixed people use it. That's stupid. And it's a nasty fucking narrative because I grew up, what, in the 90s? Black people love light skinned people (laughs) and they love mixed people. Oh my gosh, you're so exotic. Oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Let me touch your hair. It's so curly. It's so soft. Find me a black man that's not fucking obsessed with light skinned women. I grew up in the environment where all my fucking brother talk about light skin, long hair, light skin, long hair, light skin, long hair of my black four C nappy headed ass sitting next to him. And that's all I thought was beautiful. Then you're going to tell me that it's the same thing. And that's not just in black culture. That's in all, you know, well, except for white people, (laughs) they're the only culture I know that don't be like, Oh, you're kind of pale or you're not tan. You're not looking all of today, but fucking uh hispanics or mexicans or fucking uh um black people asian people all these different cultures even like with jamaicans and stuff the islands they fucking bleach like crazy over there because what's in style and what's good to be you know red bone and be lighter skin like those are that's what's fucking popping so it's just like when you like you like shame that whole shaming the privilege narrative and all my life was so hard. It's just a wild hill to die on. And like I said, if if you feel differently and you're a light skinned person, you feel like you just all your life you had to fight and you really want to have this conversation with my black ass. 
We will give the emails 85,000 times before the show is over. So you go right ahead and we can have this conversation. You can explain it to me. Let me be the first to tell you guys. You don't want them problems. No, I'm just saying. Like, it literally, I want someone to literally break it down for me because that's the main narrative I hear. I wasn't white enough and I wasn't black. Like, black people love me. Like, oh, you're so exotic. Oh, my God. Your hair is so nice. Oh, my God. Please. Oh, y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got to miss me with that. Miss me with that shit. Seriously. I don't even think I want to ask you my question. But anyways, what's, the, what's your question? <laughs> um, I was listening. Uh, you know, I'm a big sports talk radio fan. I was listening uh, one night coming home from work. And the host had an interesting question. And I immediately thought about you. So, let me preface this by saying there is no time period at all attached to this question. Okay. So, you, your mom, a concert, and a venue. What year, what artist, what venue? Does this have to be like actual concert? No. This is your own concert. And I can make up whoever there. Yeah. You, your mom, whatever, you know, you can pick if you want like, 95 Pac or something like that. You can pick that. You want 2000 oh Jay Z? Yeah. It's all up to you. Um. What do you think she would enjoy? It could even be a new artist that can be on the bill. Just your grin. The funny thing about it is, it's funny because me, I guess we got that shit on this. Me, my dad, my brother, one of my, my oldest brothers, super into music. But I don't think my, my mother, my mother really wasn't into it. We jammed to like some Mary J. Blige though. So I would say maybe Mary J. Blige, like no more drama days, like Mary days, like, like uh, seven days, okay. no happy holidays, Mary. Okay. Sad ass crackhead, Mary. Mm. All right. So the show, um, Throw Brandy Never Say Never era in there. That was actually the first concert I ever went to when my mama took me. All right. So give me one more artist and a venue. Any venue in the world. Any venue in the world. Madison Square Garden, just because it's so notable. Okay. Um. And this has to be for my mom, or can I give me one? Oh, Black Album era, Jay-Z. Okay. So. I know that doesn't go together besides Mary and Jay. <laughs> Mary and Jay go together. Not so much Brown. Where the fuck Brandy come from? She's the She got opened up for them. Yeah, yeah she got opened up for them. I did that. The reason why I say any venue is because, like, um, a lot of people who responding to that were, like, living room and shit like that. I'm like, okay, I never thought about I guess, that. I guess, I guess. I never thought about that. Actually, I don't want them. I don't want them wild ass <laughs> niggas in my living room. But see, I'm thinking about actual experiences. Like I never seen Marion concert, but I know I literally just re-added those songs to my playlist and been listening to them and driving to work every day and singing my heart out and just remembering actually singing those songs with my mom and like listening to the fucking waiting to Excel album, you know, soundtrack. That's just and a lot of that Marion stuff on there. And so it was just like that I remember that and then the same thing with Brandy Never Say Never it's a staple because I, my mom took me to that concert the first concert I've ever been to in my life I think I was six and then um 
I didn't obviously go on this tour because this is before I was old enough to go to rap concerts. <laughs> but um, I watched the Black Album concert. Yeah, the Fade to Black. The DVD, the Fade to Black, yeah. So, and it was just like, that shit was an iconic ass show. I actually feel like he did that in Madison Square. He did. So it was just like seeing fucking Encore live in Madison Square Garden. Come on now. You that's that's gold. So yeah. I stand behind those choices. What um what would you choose? Um I mean I guess I probably would have to go with my dad. Um three artists for me and my dad, uh probably sixty eight Hendrix. Um probably eighty eighty three Parliament and Funkadelics and a little obscure artist. Um, I think there was like ninety four Wayman Tinsdale. Mm, I tell you, I don't know another nigga besides Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> Parliament and Funkadelic is uh George Clinton. Okay, I will say this: I grew up weird, and the reason I say that is because like all the classics, you know, people be like, oh. You know, I know all these old songs because I grew up and my parents played this. My dad and my mom listened to our music. Yeah. Like, they listened to, like, whatever was out. Mm-hmm. So, it was like, like, it's some old songs I can play. Like, I, like, I know fucking, like, I know some old songs. Like, one of my favorite older songs is, like, fucking Superwoman. Okay. By, uh, what's that, Catherine White. That's one of my favorite older songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, um... Like we listen, we listen to everything from like I remember one of my my dad fucking played out was that fucking um, reunion new edition album oh, when they in the white. Oh. Like I grew up that like I grew up on that, so it's like we literally grew up with the times. Like I remember when I was younger, that was I used to get my dad a Mary J. Blige CD every year for Christmas, like whatever her new CD was, like because he loves Mary J. Blige, like he loves her. So it's like shit like that. Like we, my parents were very much, and they weren't even like the cool hit parents. They just, they, as far as music, no. you know what I'm saying? My dad just, he didn't really listen to a lot of old music. He listened to Neo Soul. Like he was like, I, like actually he had Beyond, he had Destiny's Child's first album. You know what I'm saying? That's the first time I heard he had it in the car. Or, you know what I'm saying? He listened to Floor Tree. He listened to, you know, Let It See. Like those are Indy Ari, Jill Scott, like all of that. I got put on through him. Look, man. Jagged Edge I fucking love Jagged Edge And I heard all that shit Being in the car with my dad And it's like That's the kind of stuff He was like That's why I'm such Which is honestly That is I probably can attribute him To why I'm such an R&B head The way I am yeah. Cause that's the kind of shit He used like I said Old fucking Jodeci New Edition 112 Like That's the kind of stuff I grew up on Because that's the stuff My dad listened to Sade yeah. Fucking played Oh all through He had the big speaker You know Niggas had the tall speakers Mm-hmm. That you know, in a black house, how it became a table, mm-hmm. nigga, or a stand, <laughs> like blast and shade. Like that's the kind of stuff I grew up on. So it was just like I didn't really grow up on like Anita Baker, or, you know what I'm saying? Where everybody's sitting there and you at the barbecue thing, caught up in the rapture. I know the words that shit. <laughs> you know, what I'm, I don't like. So it's just like I'm. I, I miss that uh, kind of thing. Like we, I didn't grow up like that. I guess I had the privilege and the misfortune of my dad being a musician, so I had to listen to everything, everything. 
from rock and roll to jazz to R and B. So I love Pac. Like, come on, man. yeah, Tupac. Look, listening to your father do a bass line to Hail Mary is fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah, yeah, and that music shit. <sighs> Look, talk about that. I bring back memories. Um, so. If you guys have a question for us, be sure to email that in at um, as2ampodcast at gmail.com. Number two. The number two, as you, um, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that anything that you guys send in, we will read out loud on the show. We Unless are, you don't want us to. Yeah. We get a lot of those. Yeah. We get a lot of those who don't want to be read out on the show. I just want personal advice and some shit. All right, so now we are finally getting into the shits, and I, I think I think we might actually I think we might actually argue this way. Hmm. Hmm. Catch your wish, damn it. Um. Okay. So today's topic for let's argue. We are discussing being pro-black. <laughs> um, I've seen this topic going around on social media for a minute. We've actually been glossing over it because, like, we've been doing more laid-back shows, and I just thought it was like a more of a serious topic. But I guess nothing I really do is serious, honestly. But this is more of a serious topic, or whatever. Um, so yeah. The question I am posing to Hendrix and to all of you and what we're about to discuss is all about the ideology and, I guess, the idea of being pro-black. So, the main question is, what, in your opinion, does it mean to be pro-black? And more specifically, which is the meat and potatoes and what I really want to get to, is can you date outside of your race and be pro-black? Hendrix, what do you uh, think? Which question do you want me to answer first? All of them. <laughs> um, what mean what what does it mean to be pro black to me? Um, I think it's about the advancement of black people as a whole. Um, the advancement in education, the advancement in opportunities, the advancement in entrepreneurship and ownership and um just the I guess the perception, the overall general perception that black people have in society, like if you're pro-black, you have to do things and and say things to advance that perception. Because, you know, I know a lot of pro-black people who are not really doing shit to help, per se. Like everything, everybody is in the business of themselves, but to genuinely be genuinely be pro-black i believe that you have to set aside your own personal gain for the betterment of black people as whole. you know like a dr martin luther king uh to a certain extent malcolm x um to a certain extent um huey oh my god I, no i can't even say that uh yeah I mean, but in a, in a reality, I think in 2019, I honestly don't know. I feel like as a younger person, 
I kind of had an idea of what it meant to be pro-black. But no, I don't. If I could be honest, I really don't. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of layers to being pro-black. Like, I can tell you what it means to be black in America. But I can't really tell you what it means to be pro-black. Yeah. Um, as far as your second question, can you be pro-black and date outside of your race? I'm going to give that a resounding no. I understand why people would say yes. But in my opinion, no. Because like I said, it's for the betterment of your race. And I don't know, I guess that that brings back a lot of memories. Like, I don't really... I feel like you can always go back. Like, I just always think back about shit. Like, what's happened in our past, our recent past. And it's shit, like, now? Exactly. That's what, <laughs> that's what I meant by recent past. It's like, yeah, I don't. Currently? I personally couldn't do it. Sorry. Like, I, I don't, I wouldn't feel like I'm pro black and be able to date outside my race. I think that's part of being pro-black. It's advancement. And we have tons of underappreciated, undervalued black women out here who are <laughs> who are dying for, you know, us as black men to get it together. Pay them attention, to value them, to, you know, worship them in the same light that they tend to worship us. And yeah, you being out there, you know, getting your life together for Sally is not really pro-black. Sorry. No shame. I'm not shaming people. I might look at you, you know, a little sideways, but I'm not shaming you at all. You know, you can't help who you love or who you're attracted to and all that jazz. But, yeah, um, for me, that's a no. So, I, I, I want to know. I, I want to piggyback off of you because... Do you know, or what does it mean to be pro-black to you? Okay, I'm actually going to give y'all the (laughs) Urban Dictionary definition. Okay. And then I'm going to tell y'all what I think, and then I'm going to answer the second question. So, uh, Urban Dictionary says, pro-black is a lifestyle that encourages the economic growth and development of the black people as a whole with the purpose of increasing the wealth and population of black people around the world whether it be spending money with black-owned businesses in your communities or online, promoting love for black people and encouraging black youth. Is it so purpose to keep uplifting black people in America to be proud and the same? What? Proud, whatever. Okay. <laughs> that was an error. And then another definition to, to be in high support of African-American people having a preference of black people without bashing white people or, lose of, or those of other minorities. Okay, so. So I was kind of right. I agree. Pro-black in no way, shape, or form is anti-white. I'll say that first. Okay. Um, But in my opinion, um, and I saw something like this online, and I, and I was like, exactly. Um, I think the... I agree. I think pro-black is like anything else that you're pro. Pro-choice. I want you to choose above anything else. Pro life, I want you to, you know, what I'm saying I choose life. I will always choose life. Um, 
I think when you put pro in front of something, it's like you're saying that that's what I'm always, that's my first, that's my go-to. That's what I will always choose. Yeah, you're kind of hamstringing yourself. And so with that being the case, I just feel like you, uh, I feel like pro-black means that's what you always, so I, I agree. I think that's, you know, choosing like, okay, I could either take my ass to, you know what I'm saying? It's almost inconveniencing yourself too, in some cases. Like being pro black will not always be the easy answer or will not be the go-to. It will not be what's accessible. It will not be all of these things. So you're, you have to, that is something that you do with intention. So you have to intently be like, okay, this black business, you know what I'm saying? From your accountant to your, um, grocery store from the bank to the butcher you know what I'm saying from everything you know what I'm saying from you know where, where you get your produce <laughs> to where you get your shoes and it's something you would have to do with intent this is research this is online shopping this is not making the quick trip to Whole Foods this is finding the you know the vendor online that makes that raw shea butter you know what i'm saying this is literally choosing at all times blackness um with that being said i'm gonna be completely honest and frank with y'all that i don't consider myself pro-black and that was a conversation i had absolutely for fucking not with the um with the twitter thing as i was just saying that I think people get up in arms about this conversation more times than not because they feel like they're obligated to be pro-black and you're not. Nothing about your blackness is indicative of you being pro-black. That's above and beyond. Those are maybe maybe more related to the whole tips that we all make fun of that are extreme and ridiculous and we don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And and it's because that's something you have to do in the tip. Now some hotels are ridiculous. They have ridiculous opinions about women and all kinds of other shit, so... They don't have it right. But I'm just saying as far as like the where blackness is concerned, I don't always choose black. My clothes not, my, my food, my bank, you know what I'm saying, my housing. Nothing about this shit is black. I mean, I mean, obviously I would be when you, you know, have the ability to choose so you would prefer it to be black. But I just kind of live my life normally. And I was making that argument when I seen this question is that, I am extremely, like, for blackness. Like, I'm always, like, I hate, I, you know what I'm saying, I always like to see us win. I want, you know, us to be, I want the wealth to be distributed equally. I want, you know what I'm saying, us to be thriving. I want us to be employed, us to keep being in, uh, entrepreneurs, to keep progressing in our education. Like, I want all great things for the African-American and black community. But I know that when it comes down to it, do I always choose black? The answer is simply no. And I don't think that it has to be like, oh, like, I think that's why people get so upset because it's like, oh, no, I'm pro-black, I'm pro-black. I'm you can want, like, all the things I just said, so I feel like the average black person wants that. You want good things for your community, and you want all this, you want us to progress, you want us to be great, you want us to be strong, you want all this stuff like that. I think all of those things. But I know that black is not always my default thing to go to. 
I know that I bla- I bash, you know what I'm saying, businesses if I have an issue. Because I'm not, I'm not going to let up. I would do the same thing with anything else. So if I waited three hours for you to do my fucking hair, I wouldn't let Sally take three hours to do my fucking hair in her waiting room. So that's like it's like those kind of things where it's just like... It's very difficult. It's very difficult. You know what I'm saying? Because we still... That's the thing where I know that my, you know, pro-blackness will always be of the question because to say, you know, you can want to support your people, but it's with or without, you know what I'm saying? You can't ignore flaw. You know what I'm saying? If you're not doing a good job, nigga, I'm not supporting you just because you're black. Yeah. I mean, I think we have so far to go as a, a people to even remotely catch up to a lot of other races as far as like goods and services and i mean and i'm not gonna say that because it's so sorry i'm not gonna say that because it's some horrible businesses why you know what i'm saying ran by a different a variety of races of people that are terrible and has horrible customer service and horrible managers got horrible people skills all these things like that so i'm not saying that solely falls on black people at all in any way shape or form i'm saying that i cannot support you above everything else like i'm not gonna be like oh you know i know that this bitch is gonna give me um fucking molded produce but i'm gonna go get it anyway because i ain't buying that shit from jen i'm sorry i'm gonna do whatever the fuck is best you know what i'm saying and then on top of that so (laughs) with that being said i'll answer my second question second question was about dating outside of your race interracial relationships i just don't think so because how can you i feel like especially because first of all your spouse is a reflection of you yeah and how can you be all protect black women at all costs and all this fake narrative bullshit and completely be like you know but becky with the good hair it doesn't make any sense. I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, it's pro black and yo fucking daishiki and um whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? On your whole tip shit or whatever the case and you sitting there talking about some I don't date black women, they got bad attitudes. You sitting here spreading stereotypes about black black women and you're not even uplifting any fucking thing. And you're sitting here, you know what I'm saying, dating somebody of your race, you know, someone exotic and eccentric that feel like they probably was discriminated against, but that's a conversation for another day. And um, you're going to sit there and do all of that and then say I'm pro-black and have some white woman or other on your arm and it doesn't make any sense because if you're always making and living with the intent to choose blackness, this ain't that. You really went out of your way to do such a thing. So with that being said, I just don't think, but it's, I think that, but that's the thing. I think the stigma comes from the idea people feel like they're supposed to be. You're not obligated to be pro-black. Not at all. You're not obligated to maintain that, you know what I'm saying, that shit in your life. You're not obligated to. I don't like I said, I don't think I'm pro black. First and foremost. I see some I see some fine ass white men walk around here and I don't want to have to explain them my hair or, you know, them tell me the food too salty because I actually seasoned it. <laughs> but I just feel like that's a whole different I, mean, I don't have anything against it. I'm not like, oh no, I'm not one people that's like, oh, I really need to be with a you know a brother and i don't have that ideology i want to be with somebody who loves me like i said i don't have no issue with interracial relationships i just think that it's not pro-blackness yeah Flat I mean, out. first and foremost everybody is pro them 
We're all pro us. Like, we're all pro me. And I feel like a lot of people really don't understand the bubble that they're putting themselves into when they go on about speaking about pro-black shit. And everything is multifaceted. Like, don't put yourself in a box. Yeah, you can have pro-black tendencies. You can have, you know what I'm saying, pro-black opinions. You can be trying to do pro-black things. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're pro-black. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, I would love to go to a black-owned grocery store instead of going to Kroger or Whole Foods or Walmart. But those options aren't really available to me so does that you know what i'm saying that automatically according to the definition puts me outside of that bubble like there's a lot of products that i would love to have pro-black products like like you were saying some some pro-black shea butter or coconut oil and shit but i can just simply go to a store and buy them Instead of having to order them and get them shipped and wait for all that shit. Like, I need, it's not convenient to be pro-black. And we live in a very convenient society. Unfortunately, we do. But that's why I said we have a long way to go to kind of change that direction. So when we get more black-owned things that we can go to or black-owned stores that we can shop at or Whatever. Like you were saying about the produce, that makes perfect sense. Because if you ever, this is a local thing, you ever go down to Eastern Market, like you have all these white produce vendors who have 20, 25 years of experience in quality in their product. And then you go to the upstart black-owned business. And even though you really, really, really want to support them, that's 25 years of experience over two years. Like, so, yeah, do I want some mediocre corn on a cob? Or do I want the, the sweetest corn on the cob you could possibly get? Because they've been doing this shit so long. So, yeah, it's, it's about we have to catch up. Unfortunately, we have to catch up. And it, I'm not about to die on that hill. No. <laughs> All I'm saying is that pro- Means above everything else. Yeah. Before everything else. I ain't pro. I ain't say that. I know I'm not. I love black shit. I'm always, he's like, oh, yes, black girl magic. Oh, yes, my curls popping. Oh, yes, I love to see a good 4C natural out here flourishing. I love to see, you know, black women support each other. I love to see black men doing the right thing. I love all of that black ass shit. I think black men are fucking beautiful. I don't think I'm beautiful. You're beautiful. A conversation for another day. But yeah, it's just kind of like I love black shit, but I don't I don't feel comfortable and wouldn't refer to myself as pro black. Now I will say, don't anybody ask me like, oh, I'm super black about shit. So if you ask me something, I'ma give you that kind of answer. Like I was, um, I don't think more his fiance will listen to this. But I was talking to um, one of my uh, guy friends, and he was saying he's chocolate too. And he was saying how he felt some kind of way about because he never saw himself with a lighter skinned woman, and he always wanted kids that look like him. And how he really is kind of like dealing with the fact and feeling comfortable with the fact that his child is probably going to be either light or caramel because he never saw that for himself. 
and how that's an adjustment. He's like, I wanted my kids to look like me, you know what I'm saying? Like chocolate and melanin and and they probably gonna be light skinned. <laughs> and it's like I, I, first of all, I appreciate that shit because you never hear that. Niggas like love light skinned babies. That's a whole conversation for a different day. My niggas really do love light skinned babies. So <laughs> it, I was extremely grateful and uh, appreciative this here today. I guess it is guys that do value black women, especially darker skinned black women, because that's a, uh, another conversation. <laughs> um. So that was refreshing, right? But it's just like it's crazy because it's just like, yeah, people actually think like that. But I know people think like that. Yeah, it's a reason the everybody wants the, the the light or the caramel kid with the good hair. And I see shit people, like oh that. my, like everybody like be on Instagram and social eyes. media, you know, saying going crazy about the fucking Kardashian kids. And it's like, oh yeah, of course, all these mixed kids. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I mean. It is what it is. I don't think that you can be pro-black and outside of race. And somebody's going to argue that, you know, it has nothing and one has nothing to do with other. I could still support and encourage and stuff black people. It's like, obviously not. I mean, by definition, you can't. By definition, you can't. By definition, you legitimately can't. And people are like, oh, you can't. And honestly, I don't even, actually, realistically, I don't even know if you can go through. I don't know if I feel about going along with the narrative. You can't help who you love either. It's like, you chose to be around that person. You can fall in love. Liar. Mm, that's interesting. Never looked at it like that, but yeah, that, that's. I mean, I mean, because I take I point. take that same approach to cheating. You know what I'm saying? When niggas like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Wait, what nigga said? I don't know what happened. <laughs> it just happened. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, no nigga, y'all exchange numbers, nigga. Niggas y'all was texting. Y'all was hang, y'all decided to hang out. Then y'all decided to get naked and have sex. Like, all of these things happen first, nigga. Talking about some, I don't know what happened. Like, y'all was kikiing. And, and, and this, this is just cheating. I don't get it to a whole affair. How did this happen? I don't know how I fell in love with somebody else. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> you developed a whole other relationship outside of ours, nigga. That's what happened. Like, what? It was a mistake. Was it? No, it wasn't. And now it's the same thing there. You can't help who you love. Yes, you can. Don't hang out with them. Stay away from them. Get the fuck on. Move. Move. Literally move away. I don't know. But it's like you actually really can. Proximity plays a huge role. <laughs> you run around any black people. That That's actually in this season, in prom season, my eyes were real open this prom season. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what we're doing. Though. I mean, honestly, I'm not against it. I went to the movies on that. Oh, when I was going to see Protective Pikachu, and it was so many mixed couples in the I'm like, oh. movie theater. And I'm just like, damn, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Because this shit ain't working. Like, I couldn't even sniff a white woman in high school. Like, who who is I going to ask? Like, who? They probably will go to school. You know, now everybody, you know, everybody take their little kids out the hood and put them in the. Went to school outside of the hood. It was I'm, I'm nigga. No, outside of the hood for real, nigga. That is a hop, skip, and a jump. Jump on some Relax. outside, nigga. You know exactly what the me- fuck I mean. Relax. That ain't nothing like going to nigga Girls Point North or some shit where you like, oh, where the black people? Where? Where? So, <sighs> I'm just saying. 
Yeah, I mean, in conclusion, um, by definition of pro-black. No, you niggas not pro-black. And honestly, none of you niggas are. Because y'all know y'all love white women. So none of y'all are pro-black. Y'all just niggas. They're like, they love white women. Or any other women that's not black. Actually, let me rephrase. Because it's not just white women, according to Sin Santana. Look, if, it, if I could tell y'all the amount of shit I get criticized for from my peer group, it's astounding. This is down. What do you mean? As far as like you know preferences and shit like that, like I you know. Feel like, I feel like shit. I'm thinking about it. Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just like uh, it's 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 crazy. Um, so by definition, uh, me and Casey are not pro-black. We don't have anything uh, against interracial dating, but you can't be pro-black. I mean, it still made me cringe a little bit. When I see like a, a black guy with a white woman, cause I just or or other, cause I just be like, especially well, duh. like it's literally just like duh. Especially <laughs> if I know you didn't dog somebody like you. Oh dog. yeah, I went to college with this guy <laughs> that ran through and hurt every black beautiful black woman <laughs> on campus, and then grew up and married a white woman, and it was just like, okay, weird flex, but okay. Nah. After you destroyed all these black women that will go on to. Destroy and create this vicious cycle of you know damaged ass people in their wake, and uh, you did it, and now you just let you decide to leave all of them in this carnage and then go find cool Becky over there playing daisies or some shit, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I know a lot of my outcast friends that this is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be definitely the clip they play if I ever blow up to cancel me. I mean, you got a couple, I don't care. (laughs) Yes, I to stay popular with the black people there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just that's a fact based off a of definition. So, how do you guys feel? You know, are you pro black? Do you yeah. feel like our definition of pro black is? Yeah, let skewed? us know what your definition of pro black is. Let us let us know what you think. Hit us up in our email at two am podcast at gmail dot com. The number two, or you know, hit us up on any of our social media platforms at the 2 a.m. podcast. Let us know, chime in on this topic. What are your opinions on interracial dating? Your opinions on pro blackness as well. Let us know. All right, so what's grinding your gears this week? Everything. <laughs> uh, first of all, my right now being hungover or drunk. It's exhausting. I think it's because I woke up and I still haven't eaten in four. I haven't eaten anything. So I think it might just look literally just liquor in my stomach right at this point. I'm not sure. Yeah, if we sound a little sluggish, alcohol is definitely a factor. Um, but uh I would say I don't it's I don't know. It's a lot of things got in my gears, honestly. But most of them is like weird shit. Like I said, I was said earlier I had a very interesting, emotionally draining week. Um, what? Uh, a very interesting emotionally during the week. Um, a lot of variety of feelings. So it was just, I guess, those feelings was bothering me. I was, um, uh, I guess, de- uh, kind of exploring my emotions and irrational feelings. You know, we have irrational feelings about stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't know why I feel like this. Um, also, it's the dog. Yeah. Okay. 
um, I don't know why I feel like this. And then just like um, also analyzing my access to people and then people's access to me. Um, I think you hold on to certain relationships and uh, you just can't. And I think it's important to limit your access to people and people's access to you because people would abuse it um, more times than not. And then um, the other thing that was kind of grinding my gears and irritate me, I think in the realization of that, that people will abuse it. And um, and then also the feelings or odd feelings of like jealousy and disappointment. Like I've been going through like a lot of really weird mind spaces where I've just been kind of like aggy as fuck and not really feeling shit or certain people or people in general. So that I've been experiencing a lot of like fakeness um, with people and like people acting funny and being different and like all based off lack of communication. So I guess all 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 in all, I guess that will be grinding my gears a lot. People's people, I think people way too often choose for you, yeah. and that lack of communication don't give you the right to choose. And people put you in positions and don't like the outcome of those positions and you're forced to do and act accordingly and they don't, they can't understand it. And that to me grinds my gears and frustrates the fuck out of me. Cause it's just like, we used to bed if you don't make it. And you bet a lot of fucking that bitch fetal position. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. What's up, Ronnie? I guess. Um, I will associate this to the workplace. Um, not, it's literally always the workplace. Huh? <laughs> not, uh, not being taken seriously. Like, those of you who listen to the show know I am a man of very few words. So, when I speak and I'm passionate about something and I'm steadfast in something, that means I'm actually serious. And when I'm serious, I really don't look at the, I guess I have the foresight to understand. That's your word today. Huh? Yeah, that's my word for okay, today. Okay, cool. Pee word of the day. Um, I have the foresight to understand the outcome. Of my words and my actions So when I say No I'm not comfortable doing this No I don't feel like doing this No that's not in my You know That's not in my job scope I mean that shit Wholeheartedly I don't Look Money is not that important to me mm-hmm. In life Like I mean But you understand Like in A certain industry It's like Alright well Cool I can go over here And do X, Y, and Z like a lot of jobs just feel like you know you stuck and you don't have no other choice and all you can do is what you do here. No, bro. So it was just a little uh situation, uh I think it was Friday, where yeah, I was asked to do something out of my job scope and was threatened to be reprimanded and I said, Fuck, I mean, I can just go, my nigga. Like it's it's not that deep. I can go. Start my weekend early. Like, but what you're trying to do, trying to get me to do, is not my job. So, y'all figure that out and uh, let me know. But I'm not doing shit. Yeah. It, it worked out. I didn't end up doing shit. People understood what I was talking about. Like, yeah, that's not. It's just weird doing, especially in, at, at work, just being put in situations. It's like, no. Like, eventually you have to put your foot down or they'll continue to run over you and, you know. You'll be overworking, underpaid, like all of us are. Like now, you just stressed on top of it. So, yeah, not you know, not being taken seriously is grinding my gears this week. 
Man, making me happy is this uh, process and transition I'm about to go through as far as, like, job. And, like, honestly, like, this is the littest it ever felt having nothing to live for. Because this raise and this car that I want to buy for my 30th birthday is, like, motivating as fuck. <laughs> Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's important to have those goals in, in life. That you don't have to romanticize my statement. No, I'm. that was a very true statement. A lot of people don't. People just go through life with, you know, like, oh, yeah, I did. Like me. Oh, I did this today. It's like, oh, that's really big. No, it's not. It's normal. Fuck out of here. But no, I appreciate people who can put value on their accomplishments. So congratulations in advance. Words, words, but okay. That's your, that's your phrase of the day. <laughs> yeah, you said that shit three times. I only said it twice. I said five. Okay, then, nigga. <laughs> All right. So, where can, <laughs> where can they find more of this interesting dialogue between the two of us? If you want to um, reach the show, anything about the show, you can find us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook at the 2AM Podcast, the number 2AM Podcast. And then also, you can uh, email us at ask2ampodcast at gmail.com, the number 2, send any questions, comments, or concerns, and we will get back to you. And then, of course, if you want to reach me, Casey, mm-hmm, in a place to be, you can do so. Indeed, you can do so um, by hitting me up on Instagram and on Twitter at k underscore in real life. That's k a y underscore i n r e e l l i f e. Yes, that is me. And um, <laughs> also on Facebook at Casey Kyle K a y c e e c o l l or whatever. You know, less network, less link. Um. We are also opening space for any uh, features or uh, guest appearances and stuff like that. We are opening for the summer. So anybody that wants to appear on our show or have us guests on yours, please also just email us at email at 2ampodcast at gmail.com. Major things coming up for the 2am media group LLC and uh, Hendrix where can they uh, reach you um, you can reach me on all social medias at um, Noli Hendrix that is N-O-E-L-L-Y H-E-N-D-R-I-X on all social medias PSN Noli Hendrix 89 um, yeah I don't even know what my Snapchat name is but D's all right, well, it's that time again, people. Yes, it's all- we have reached the motherfucking end. So, um, with all that being said, Hendrix, do you have any last words for these good people? Um, what? Not really. Remember, millennials. I'm not saying you better tell them to remember something. Have foresight. All right, nigga. Uh, <laughs> You know, share with a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You want me to read the definition? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Well, we're going to get out of here. All right, y'all? Even though we have a a disappointing... See, I was just talking about disappointment. (laughs) And he did not disappoint, did he? With his disappointing ass. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to catch you next week, hopefully with um, more to remember. (laughs) 
<laughs> Peace out. Peace.